0: It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to the child.
1: Be a father to the child. This
0: is KGB. What up, it's DJ EFN? Yo, and this is Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods. Pew, pew. Yo, we're just not gonna—we're just gonna keep it going. We're just not gonna <laughs> even stop you from it. I think it's just gonna be part of what it is.
2: Whoa, you don't like pew pew? <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's going on, guys? Hola, hermanos. Just another day in the hood, bro.
2: So uh, last week we were news heavy. We- I'll come back with some more news.
0: Go ahead. Let's, let's see <laughs> what's Recent new this weeks. week.
2: Recent weeks in, in, in the news, um, you guys have been seeing all the immigration stuff that's been happening or the raids, like yep. in Mississippi, where they raided like, they, I think they, it's like 600. 600, 600 people. Yeah. 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 I've been seeing videos where the kids that were in school of those people, their parents didn't come and pick them up and the kids were freaking out. Yeah. The community had to come and like gather them. They put them like in a gym. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And that's just heart wrenching, man. Like, like for, again, we talked about last week, like anything that affects children. I don't understand. Like, I get it, man. I understand immigration is complicated and illegal immigration and all that stuff. But come on, man, we got it. There's got to be a better way to handle these things where we're not affecting children in a manner like, you know, on the border where they're putting them in facilities that, you know, it's like they're they're in prison. Or worse, Dan. Sometimes, you know what the problem is. I think I think that I think
1: that uh, the people who are enforcing these laws and making these laws, they don't even they don't look at people as humans. They are not looking at them as children. They're looking at them as these are the numbers and the economics. And, yeah, and that's and that's it.
2: Which is a cop out and it's lame and it's stupid because yeah. one of the richest countries in the world, if not the richest country in the world. And we can allocate resources and we can absorb these people and process them and figure out, you know, who is good for the country, who if they're a criminal. There's a lot of things that can be done. But at the end of the day, if there's a child coming in, I think there's a a better and more humane way to deal with these children than the way that they're doing it. I understand that it we're not we what happened is we weren't we're not ready for mass immigration, illegal immigration. So these things happen in the border. But then the flip of it is they do these raids, and the news, you know, the news amplifies these things. So I'm not always for how they amplify it, but it was kind of true when they said it was a little bit insensitive to do these raids, right like after. the day after the mass shooting where the dude wanted to kill people because they were, you know, yeah. Mexican sort of
0: thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, they could have maybe held off a week, you know, right. or, or figured a better way. You know,
1: I, I'd like to interview one of the one of these folks that actually go out and do these raids and and and. And if they are parents themselves, how do they deal with them? You know, how 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 are they dealing with the fact that they're uh, separating families and or they're seeing children or incarcerating children? And like, how do they how do they talk how do they talk to themselves and make it okay in, in their head? I I could think of the only thing that I could think of is they just don't see the people that they're dealing with as as human. How
2: could you not How could you not empathize with with that? I have a reference point to that like my um my aunt that lives in california she was a social worker of some sorts and she would have to go with the police sometimes to homes and Uh pull kids out of bad homes yeah and she said she said it was heart-wrenching um to do it i mean i think probably in her position it was probably if it it was easier because she felt she was helping these kids
1: Right. right or she but knew I, that some, or she knew at least that something wrong was going on in the home right
2: right yeah yeah that's what right. mostly but what, right. i think what it is that ultimately at the end of the day is that people say to themselves well this is my job yeah this is the way i put food on the table for my family right if i if i second guess myself i lose my job and then what do i do that's probably what most of them just you know and and then training and when they train it's almost like the military you know the Boot camp is is made to break you down and rebuild you the way they want. So I'm sure right. there's an there's a culture like, within. This is the enemy. The department, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, man, like this is what it is, you know, and follow orders. Yeah. And and you know whatever your personal feelings are, put them to the side because you got to follow orders. There,
0: there's a I think there's a little bit of a parallel, and if I'm going too far off here, just <laughs> corral me back in. But I, I look at what we just talked about here. And I compare it to parents disciplining their kids, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're a parent and you are trying to hold your kids, put them on a certain path, you can't really give too much leeway when you're saying, like if you say, if you do that again, you're going to sleep. I'm, I'm famous for this. I do this all the time with my kids. If I don't put you to sleep after you do what I just told you not to, then for you it's a sign like, yo, all right, then it's okay for me okay. to go off right. and do whatever, right? So right. I I think, you know, me, this is me kind of putting myself in their shoes. If I'm working for one of these agencies and the mandate is do X, you have to follow the protocol from a point of discipline to set that example for future. Now, yeah. we all are in agreement. This shit is completely out of control. And there's zero compassion. Because even as a parent, you exercise compassion because it comes a time when you're just like bro, do I really need to enforce this shit right now? Like, right. I said it. Maybe I shouldn't have said it. Let me go off into another path and just, like, cool this shit down now because it's probably going to benefit me bet more, right? They don't take that. It doesn't seem like they're taking that into account, like t- right. treating people as people versus following whatever the doctrine is that's being laid down.
2: And, and, right. and truth, truth be said, we don't know. We're not on the ground seeing how these people right. treat these people, so we right. don't know. We're just assuming... But just by the mere nature of the, the result, Separation, right. Yeah, right. exactly. That's by itself, you know, it's like it's lacking compassion.
0: I mean, you know, you know how, so back to like the separation, right? These kids, in this example, the kids were there expecting their parents to come get them, and a mass amount of parents didn't show up, right? I'm um, And as parents, I think we can relate a little bit on a flip of that. So, you know how, and E, I don't think you've gone through this yet, but K, have there been times where, you find yourself for reason or another having to go get your kid at school, and you're running late. You don't think you're gonna make it on time. Like, for me, when that's happened, it's been like the most heart wrenching thing to imagine. My uh, super, kid, yeah, 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 not seeing their parent right at the time, you know, right when the bell rings.
1: Yeah, I mean, even uh, and I'm usually early. Right, me and too. Even when I am, even when I am early, all right, and I know that I have enough time, and I'm getting there, I'm still there's a, still a stress, like an, an- anxious. An- yeah, there's an anxiety, like right, I gotta get there, I gotta get there, I gotta get there.
0: So imagine how those kids, you know what I'm saying? Like the food. no, dude. Yo, when,
2: look, I, I, the, now that you're saying that, I remember vividly as a kid, my mom being late to pick me up often, mm-hmm. and me, my creative little mind was like. I'm going to crack it up. Yeah. and now I'm an orphan. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, freaking out. Or my mom left me, or this or that. Who knows? Like, I was thinking... I'll, every day I had a different, weird, creative thought of what the fuck my life was going to be now without family, you know, because they've, I, they've left me. And imagine... Yeah, I never would want my child to feel that way. And imagine, yeah, these kids... Not only that, but to, to even think that the long road ahead of them for a lot of these families where the parents the kids might be able to stay but the parents are going to get deported mm-hmm. you know and and that whole thing man like you saw these kids crying it was that was heart wrenching to see like this one little girl like oh, my dad is not a criminal you know and treating these people like criminals i think is wrong as well and and look at the end of the day it's not good policy to treat people especially young people in this way because what happens is these people grow up and then they have a chip on their shoulder and they become the next, you know, yeah, mass you're... shooter or terrorist. Well, that's all terrorism, but they become, you know, a menace to society because, you know, it, it's a numbers game. Like you do, you do this to thousands of people. One bad apple is going to have mental health issues or something, mm-hmm. and then you you get, you know, Al Qaeda member, you know, doing some crazy shit.
0: So I mean, this is this causes. I mean, for us, it's a little bit traumatic to witness what happens, right? Imagine for them, like, the uh, the exponential level in which now they feel this trauma. Like, it's got to cause them some sort of long-term, you know, disadvantage or, or detriment. Like, the shit is really fucking wild. <laughs> we're like,
2: we're like, talk mad heavy these past two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know what I'm thinking right now, which is like, i'm telling myself don't bring it it's not worth it it's <laughs> a pandora's box of conversation like like i'm we're here complaining about these things that are happening in our backyard sort of say you know it's like new world you know what is what do they call them new world no no uh new Third, world problems is, first world problems which i mean this is not really a good example of that but and then you think about and i've always thought about this like The policies that we have internationally and the things that we do and war that we wage and and it's and people just say it's over there but imagine all like when i watch like things going on in syria and i see these kids playing in the streets that are bombed and they're and you know they're they're getting bombed and i seen i saw one thing on the news they just like a family just had a baby and they're like under siege like how the fuck you know like like it's crazy what's going on in the world and around us and and to think about all this stuff, and it just feels like it's all collapsing in on us now, where all these things are taking effect. And it's like, we're, we're, what is it? The, we're sowing the seeds that we, what
0: is it? What's that saying? Reaping, reaping the seeds. Reap, that reaping, though.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or the chickens are coming. I, all these sayings, I'm, I got them all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> chickens are coming back to roost. Coming home to roost. Yeah. <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it, and then, then my crazy retarded mind says, you know, You got to realize that it's all these things connected, like whether it be like social media, internet, hacking policies, uh, economic policies, historic wars that have gone on, and it's all like boom, and then it creates a tsunami of effects, domino effects that affect our children. Ultimately, is what we're talking about here Mm -hmm. at Fatherhood. (laughs) My bad, bro. You just had a rant that I (laughs) have in my head every night before I go to sleep. (laughs) Cause I'm reading these news clips and watching shit. This is me. This is my brain at night.
0: Before you go to bed, this is you. Yeah, yeah, psycho, bro.
1: And yeah. I need to send you a book by the Dalai Lama for reading <laughs> yeah, right? to
2: go before you go to sleep, man. <laughs> I meet the Dalai Lama once. That, <laughs> he, you did? Uh, yeah, he talked at FIU, and I and I went.
0: Oh shit! That didn't help. What you have seen. Oh no! Nah. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> So I was at my mother's house to change subjects. Uh, I, I dropped off my kids because I was going to the city to do some work, and and I I literally just got there, walking in with the kids, and I I sit down, and uh, maybe thirty seconds after I sit down, my my youngest comes to me. She's three. She goes, Dad, why don't you leave? And I was like. Excuse me, little girl? And she's like, Yeah, do, isn't it time for, don't you have to go to work? Like, go, go, get out of here. And I know what she's doing, but and I keep questioning her, like, yo, why do you want me to leave? And she goes, Because Abuelita's not gonna be able to cook with you here. Like you have to go so she can make the food. And I look at my mother's there, my mother's dying, laughing. Cause my mother, and like most grandparents, the kids reign supreme. Anything that the kid wants, the kid gets. Right. So my kids, when they go to my mother's house, it's all about candy. My mother, <laughs> my mother's got stashes of candy, and they know where all the stashes are. So my daughter was like, "Yo, the faster this motherfucker gets out of here, the faster I could dig into this fucking these lollipops." So finally, I keep asking her, asking her, and finally she tells me, "Cause I want candy, Dad, <laughs> and when you're here, you don't let me have it." <laughs>
1: let me ask you this Manny: do your kids because my son has started doing this as as of late does do they i know she was shuffling you out for to 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 get out for the the candy but i mean just in general like do they have times with like all right mom and dad go ahead and leave because we want alone time with uh you know a, a different person right they're hanging out with so like my son for example you know, he'll want to have spend some alone time with his godparents or uh, a grandmother or, you know, one of his tias, that kind of thing. And he'll be like, all right, guys, uh, can I have my alone time with them now? And, you know, we'll see you, <laughs> I'll see you later. Uh, I'm cool with it. I understand. And at first it was a little bit like, oh, OK. <laughs> you don't but, want me here? <laughs> but um, But I get it. It's just it's just like any other person. There's times right. where you all want to hang in a group, and then there might be times where you just want to kick it with someone one on one because you know it's a, it's a different conversation or it's a different vibe or whatever. So I get it. It's a, but it's a reminder of like, all right, these are just these are these are people too. They're just little versions of them, and you know, and they're, and they're feeling those those same kind of things.
2: I, I, I get jealous when my daughter shows attention to somebody that's not. My myself or my girl like if she's okay. like and I'm like yeah yeah and she's like, yeah, I, like. like I already see a little person i like no let me yeah. let me live <laughs> you know and I'm like hell no
0: so what you snatch her your back you're like no you're not going over there to whoever
2: kind of I'm like manito manito manito
0: <laughs> and I walk away with her for me I can't remember a time when my kids have done that outside of my example right now but that that had a very clear purpose right um Nah, but but I felt the body language. So from my oldest in particular, like if she'll have friends over, it's just automatically I'm not gonna like invade that. Although sometimes I do it just to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. And you can get that vibe. It's like, all right, dad, why don't you go fucking be an asshole over there? <laughs> right. Uh, but they've never. Nah, I've never had them come out and tell me. That's kind of mature, though, that your son is. Able to communicate that because I think in my case, they might not, they might feel like they're going to hurt my feelings. If they do feel that, that's probably why they wouldn't share it, even though I might read it that way from my body language. Yeah. So, so but your son's not, you don't feel like he's trying to hurt your feelings. It's just like he genuinely wants to spend time with X, Y, or Z.
1: Yeah. And he'll even say, like, especially to my wife, he did this the other day um, that he, he said, Look, he started by saying, uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but right. <laughs> you know,
0: right, right, right.
1: Which is still now? cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. mad at
1: that. That's, kind, know, at of, least, yeah, that's kind of dumb. kind at least he knows how to communicate. You know, at least he's learning how to communicate it and not being afraid to <laughs> to say something.
0: It's an area that I, I'm trying, even now more so because my daughter's approaching, you know, her teenage years. I'm trying to be overly communicative with her, and or in 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 the presence of the other two also i say this like today we had a conversation cuz i don't want to lose that opportunity for her to tell me how she feels like right. I, I try to read my kids and when i feel like i'm reading something i express it to them so today i told her i was like yo and i you know she's a pro, she's she's approaching teenage years so you know how kids change and hormones and all that shit come into play So I told her, I was like, yo, I've been feeling you kind of grumpy and a little distant from me lately. Like, what's up? And she's like, you know, trying to play it off like nothing's going on. And and I, I keep, as soon as you give me that bullshit face, like I read you like either wanting me to not talk to you or trying to feed me bullshit, I double down. So we're having a conversation or whatever, and I'm kicking back like examples of things that I'm seeing and why I'm saying what I'm saying. And... And I guess it jogged her memory and she mentioned a couple of things. She's like, you know, it it annoys me. Oh, she said, I feel like it's a punishment that you have me and my brother doing the kitchen because I have them, that's one of their chores. It's like, you got to clean the kitchen every every so often. And, and I explained to her like, yo, how would you feel if none of us did anything around the house? Like nobody cleaned, nobody cooked, nobody did anything. How do you think our life would be? And she was like, Oh, that would be terrible. I was like, yeah, think about it. Like, if if we didn't cook and we had to order out food all the time, what what's the negative impact of that? And her for her it was like, all right, maybe it's really expensive. I was like, yeah, that's one, but the quality of the food is not going to be as good because we put the TLC into every meal that we make, and we're making the best decisions in every ingredient that we select. And then I was like, what if nobody cleaned the house? I was like. And I, I kind of flashed a picture in her head. I was like, yo, imagine having to step through, you know, m- mountains of fucking dirt all over the house. And the dishes were just piled up and nobody c- got to them. Like, how would you feel waking up in the morning coming into the kitchen and that's what your reality is? And then she's like, yeah. So I was like, so don't take it as, you know, I went on and on. But basically, so, to sum it up, I was like, yo, this is, this is not us making you do some shit just because. This is us training you to help us with everything else. Cause there's a lot of things that you don't see us do that we're doing for the benefit of this, this unit. And then it kind of sunk in a little bit. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, you know, mom had a conversation with me about like, you know, hormones and shit. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. you can hold on. (laughs) 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 But, but it's interesting. Like she looked at me kind of crazy, but I kind of big myself up. I was like, "Yo, this is good. Cause if I'm consistent with it, I want her to know that there's an open channel for her to talk to me about anything. Even when she might feel like I'm being unfair. If I come down on her for some shit and I explained that to her, I was like, yo, there might be times I might read something wrong and attack you for it. And it might, right. you might've done everything correct, but I might've mis misinterpreted it. I need you to hold me accountable. Just like I was bold enough to come at you, you gotta be respectfully come back to me and be like, "Yo, dad, you you wildin'? Like that's not how it went down, and this is what it was." And she she like she looked at it like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck your whole shit up." Like she gave me that face, so I was like, "Cool, I'll take it," but I I needed that opportunity. So, yeah, I think you guys should do that too if you're not. <laughs> I don't know, Kay. Are, do you have those kinds of conversations with your son? Yeah, definitely. You do definitely, yeah. Try
1: to talk through everything and uh, kind of on topic. So these open lines of communication, these these kind of relationships that we're we're trying to build with our kids, and that feeling of hey, you can come talk to me about anything, and always feel that you can that we can talk, and all that kind of stuff. How long do you think that lasts? I mean, so for, I mean, for instance, like how how with with your relationships with with your parents like how do you when when something goes and and you know we're all a little later on in life now and we're have our families and all that stuff but do you still look at your parents as like oh i can go and talk to them about anything and i'm going to go voice you know problems that i might be having and do you do you look at them as a sounding board or do you look at them as more like uh, we've got our kids now and they're kind you know their uh, their grandchildren are that can be their focus of you know of of parenting at this point as opposed to us going and saying you know confiding and and all that kind of stuff
2: i think I, I learned early on that um that you you know you couldn't really confide too much it was just my mom so because she was gonna do you know apply how she thinks things need to you know react to things or what you need to do, whether it's telling the principal or going to the to the parents of the, of the person or scolding you for something or whatever. And what's what's happened, what's funny is because I can't talk pretty much about anything to my mom. I just in the moment, I don't like her reaction or what her advice is. usually. Right. So what I do, what I've done for many years since teenager is I tell her after the fact. Yeah, so I tell exactly. her something that happened last year. <laughs> right. And, and I tell her I talked through what I did. to to deal with it and she'd be like wow okay well why didn't you tell me i was like "Ah, i didn't want to bother you you know yeah i think yeah and in teenage years for sure that goes away that communication
0: i'm i'm the same i i I think teenage years is where it's over with but for me personally it was the same kind of thing and for me it was more my mom and my family generally they're very um excited like exaggerated, yeah, right yeah, excited, oh, yeah. yeah and panicky about everything right so for me something that i don't consider that big a deal if i'm in the moment i have to deal with something i'm not gonna bring them into it because i feel like i have it under control and i'm gonna figure it out right if it's if it's something about my health for instance if i end up in the hospital i'm not gonna keep that from them i'm gonna let you know them know but that's more dire yeah, yes, more yeah, serious. yeah, that's the, yeah. Uh because I'm, I don't I, I don't want to hear the outlandish like reaction, Na- and
2: it's a nagging, a constant nagging, or they want you to do something that you know, okay, this is not what I'm g- wanting to do, right? And they will nag, 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 and if you don't do it, and something doesn't work out the way they. It should have. You see? Then you, Yeah, I told you you didn't listen to me. So i rather just let the whole year pass by from that situation <laughs> and right. recap with, with my mom. Well, this is what happened last year. And, and, you know, when you're a teenager and you're keeping shit away, that lasts even longer. So I remember well into, like, my 20s telling my mom, like, you know, one day we just got into deep convo and I'm breaking down all this crazy shit that happened to me in my teenage years. She's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just, I just unloaded everything. I just saw all kinds of crazy shit, down to me smoking weed at some point." Oh, you everything. told her that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was, I told. I mean, the, it, it was a good outcome. I don't like weed. I don't smoke weed. Yeah, you know? right. So, she, you know, she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe it." You know, like, but, but that's the way. Yeah, that's the way the communication works nowadays. Yeah, same.
0: That, that's that's kind of why I, and maybe I'm not doing. Maybe it's not gonna work in my favor the way I think it is, but that's why I try to practice my reactions to things my kids tell me. Because, like I mentioned, I didn't I didn't appreciate the reactions. It's almost like my mom used to not hear what I was saying and yeah. really just stick to whatever was salacious and whatever that statement was yeah. and wild out about it, even though I might have said there was a there was a shootout three three blocks away from where I was standing. I heard it and I went to the store. She would have. She she would have took that and said, "Oh my God, you almost got shot!" Like that's yeah, how yeah. she. You know what same, I mean? Same thing here with my mom. So I try to be very realistic about my reaction when I when I'm dealing with my kids because I don't want that experience for them. Hopefully, opening the door for them to really be honest about shit, and me not while out because the reality is our kids are gonna fuck up, one way or another. They're gonna fuck up. Right. So. How dare us come down super heavy on them when, in reality, what we want is all right. You fucked up. Let's deal with this shit. Let's figure out how to get the fuck up cleared away, so then we can course correct a little bit.
1: So, do you think? Do you think nowadays that that your that your that your parents, or we'll use our moms for for yeah. the sake of this conversation? Do you think that they uh, wish that you guys shared more? With them on a day to day, or about what's going on in your lives, the, that kind of stuff. I feel
2: like my mom does, but I'm just. I'm yeah, I'm sure that she does too. Especially my mom, cause she's by herself. I, is your, does your mom live alone? Okay, mine, mine does. No, she got remarried. Okay, so yeah, so I'm sure she wouldn't mind the constant convo, and you know, I hear it if I don't call a day, if I don't call her in one day or communicate in for one 24 hour period. Yo, she's like, "Where have you been? You forgot?" Yeah, she acts like it's been like a week or something. <laughs> the guilt Oh yeah, you don't care anymore. Yeah? And then when she does, she starts calling me because she's taking it like hella personal. <laughs> and then when we finally talk, she's like, "I don't know. Where have you been? Oh, yeah,
0: did you leave the country or something?" I'm like, "What? Are you still my son?"
2: Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. But I've never even been the big sharing. Like I internalize a lot of like if things are happening. I'm gonna try to figure it out in my head first or internalize it. Go through what you know how how to get out of a situation or how to maneuver the situation without having too much external, you should do it this way or do this way or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause to me, it muddies up the, the situation. Yeah, the situ- I, mean, I just,
2: it does, but some, I mean, I don't, it, it depends on how you, how you develop your, your thought processes, but I like to, I like to talk about it. Like I don't, I would love to, to, I just feel me and my mom have different personalities and, and, you know, and then you have the, the cultural thing of the way that, you know, the, the, the moms act and stuff. But personally, I like being able to talk to her about something because I don't mind different opinions and perspectives as long as it's res- they're respecting that I'm going to make a, the decision at the end of the day. Yep. Or, you it's know, not out just- of fear. And, you, <laughs> yeah, know I mean, you know, like, a Cuban mom, Dominican yeah. mom, whatever, our moms are going to be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. they just freaking go crazy, you know? And But I don't, yeah, I don't mind it. It doesn't really muddy it up for me. I'd like to be able to think about different scenarios based on different people's perspectives. And then I just, I, I, you know, I take it into consideration and then I make the best decision off of that. I, I don't mind asking around, but I fucking call you guys all the time for fucking to ask you questions. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking really in terms parent, of
1: right, parents parent. as yeah, opposed right. to friends. Cause it's yeah. a, it's often a different,
0: right. Right. You know, there's a,
1: a th- different feedback you get.
0: There's a part of me also that, that feels like my parents, because of that cultural disconnect of where things are today and where they come from, don't understand what I even have to say or what I might be going through enough to give me a valid for enough sure. opinion.
2: Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. So, so in, do you in, think...
1: I, sorry to cut you off, but no, just do you think our kids are going to
2: think the same thing about 100%. you 100%. Know, yeah. But you know what might be different? We don't know the impact of this because it's years away. Um, in terms of, well, not for you guys. But um, maybe the way we communicate in the future with our kids, like the, the text messaging or the digital communication makes that different in some way. Like, I'll tell you, for example, like I can better communicate with certain people via text and say things that I wouldn't say normally, you know, over the phone or in person to them, because it'd be a little weird or awkward, but I feel a little bit more, you know, I don't know what the word, but just, I just feel better about just texting something like, oh, you know, like, I don't know if it's emotional or whatever, but, uh, you know, just like being like more, more communicative with someone. And think, that might I, be the case. I
0: think what you're saying is you're a text breakup kind of guy. That's what you just described to us. Totally. It's text easier break- to give <laughs> bad news through text. <laughs> totally
2: text breakup.
0: <laughs> now, if there's a lot to
1: be said for being able to uh, express yourself with a written word as opposed to talking.
2: Well, I hate talking on the phone, period. Actually, yeah. I'm actually better in person, like face-to-face with someone. I'm maybe not good at breaking the ice. The text definitely is the icebreaker is the easiest way. But once the ice is broken, I prefer to be in front of that person because mm-hmm. there's a lot to say for, for you know, facial. Right, right. Yeah. Whatchamacallit, but uh, body language. Yeah. So the point is, though, that I think that our kids, our conversations with our kids in the future might be different in some way. And I'm hopefully positive that they can feel that they can say certain things because I feel like kids nowadays, that's that's the thing. Like they say all kinds of crazy shit to each other via text that they wouldn't be saying to each other in person.
0: You're right. And actually, right now I'm getting texts from my daughter that I need to go feed them. So I bid you motherfuckers adieu.